But I feel as though this conversation is probably probably one of the most important conversations that we've had to date, simply because of the, the historic value of what this conference is going to bring to the table. I'm ecstatic to have these brothers here tonight. <laughs> first, first and foremost, you brothers know them already from one of our more popular videos, Senior Grand Warden of the Grand Lodge of New Mexico, Steve Almiger. And, and then we have Rusty Booth, he's a, a brother in, in El Paso and, and um, part of all the Masonic community over there in, in West Texas that, that we all forget about, but we all love and we're glad that they're part of us, but we're, we're, we're pulling them back in. We're, we're bringing them back into relevance. Rusty and Booth then, is, uh, a, is a West Texas legend. And, and a West Texas legend. West Texas legend mind. himself. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> West Texas and North Chihuahua legends. There we go. There we go. Branched out. Absolutely. And then and then from uh the the old country of Mexico, we have our brother Alejandro Garcia. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we uh, this is the first time we've had three jurisdictions represented together. So this is this is the first for yes. us. It's very exciting. Yes, three grand jurisdictions. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Rusty, how did you become a Freemason? First of all, thank you, uh, Justin and Dennis, for having us. Really appreciate it. Um, it's it's great that that our little neck of the woods gets some some kind of uh, eyeballs on us. So we really appreciate that. Um, I joined uh, Masonry probably 2009 2010. I was initiated at Fraternity Lodge 1111 um, downtown El Paso. It's a beautiful building in the El Paso Scottish Rite. Um, you know, it it was kind of kind of a weird way. I think whenever I tell people when they say, "Well, why do you join Masonry?" It's like you can really never tell. You know, it's just just kind of you kind of find it. And uh, I'm a history right. history major, and my senior thesis in school, I did a thing on male platonic relationships or the lack thereof and how it's impacted society. And Masonry just kept coming up in all the writings you know, that I started, uh, when I was going through there, you know, that, that, uh, that masonry was like a key and integral part into, into men's lives, you know, from, um, all the way up through probably the sixties and, and you could see a decline in the, in like male friendship patterns and, you know, kind of male depression coming up after that with the lack of friendship. And so I kept hearing about all this masonry stuff and, there, I had a girlfriend at the time that's like, oh, I got a buddy who's a Mason. You should go talk to him. And so I went and talked to him and the rest is, you know, history. <laughs> so, nice. um, so I've been, been at uh, a Mason since 2010. I don't remember when I got raised, probably in 11, maybe 12. Um, I, I became master in 2016 at 11, 11. I also joined a, a small rural lodge called Fort Hancock Lodge. Um, and then I became master of that in 2018 or 2019. Um, and then we changed our name from, from Fort Hancock to Taft Diaz, much to the chagrin of the rest of the state of Texas, because we had changed our name like two or three times within a span of like two <laughs> years. Um, right. But hopefully we're going to stick with Taft Diaz and, you know, there's uh, historical importance you know, to that name. And I Absolutely. think it, 
it lends really well with, with Alex and, and, you know, everything going down in Mexico. So we're really, really, really proud of it. And we're proud of the rela the relationships that are being built through the lodge and, you know, kind of bringing more to the, the value that Mason gets masonry gets than just, you know, cooking a pancake dinner and, you know, complaining about who's going to wash dishes and, you know, all the, the, the stuff that usually happens, we're actually getting into the, to the you know the the marrow of uh masonry so i really appreciate it uh, giving us this platform to talk about the you know friendship you know with mexico but and also with new mexico i think we got some good things on the horizon alejandro so what induced you to become a, a mason so so first let me just um thank you all for for having me um it's it's really pleasant to be here especially uh because i know like um we're amongst friends and and it's really nice to see you we've all um well I, except i don't think i've met justin in person but but for for dennis um you and i have met in person um and and so i i think we're you know we can actually be considered friends because that's the magic of freemasonry right that's um you meet someone once you start talking about freemasonry you start sharing your values and your ideals and it turns out that they're very similar and then you can, you know, yeah. you know, just kind of hit it off and 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 uh, and spark a friendship just like that. Um, with with uh, with Steve and, and Rusty, it was something really similar. And so, you know, just thank you for having me and and for inviting me in this. I'm gonna say historic night because you know you have three jurisdictions and you've never had that before. So, um, yes. I just allow yes. me to declare it like that. Um, now as far as like how I joined, um, it I I was initiated um, April nineteenth of 2000 um i'm a member right now of uh, leandro semillan number 49 and uh who's uh is a uh, is a lodge within the jurisdiction of grand lodge cosmos in chihuahua um mm -hmm. but back into the year 2000 when i when i was initiated um i was 18 years old and and um there i have so freemasonry has had always mystified me personally because um the history books um in mexico like when you go to the uh, when you read the elementary school history books, um, they talk about Freemasonry. And so wow. back, they, they do. And so back then, that is very um, cool. yeah, so um, Mexico didn't really have political parties. It had Masonic rights. That was what oh, the political yeah. parties were. And so you learn about Mexican history That's via the cool. fact that, yeah, <laughs> you had basically, and I mean, it's, it's going to sound almost like insane, but you had the York right, and the Scottish Rite, and so those were the the main political parties for all intents and purposes in Mexico, and so that's how they teach you history in Mexico. So yes, that's what I always, heard. Yeah, I, so, I heard that you used to be able to tell who was in charge by based on the direction of the head of the eagle on the flag. You would know if it was the Scottish Rite or the York Rite. That's just what I was told. I don't know that for sure, but I, I think I think so too. I've, I've heard that as well. That's um, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But but basically, um, is since you're a kid, if if you like one of those kid kids who's uh, uh, like who likes like history maybe a bit, or or you're reading between the lines, that that spark like starts right away, and you're like in fifth grade, you know, sixth grade, and and so I I always wanted to know you know what that was about, and then I sort of um, you know, never really heard anything. Um, I, I knew that there was, I lived basically four blocks from the Masonic temple. 
I, I lived uh, downtown in Juarez and that's pretty much where the temple is. So um, on our way to El Paso uh, from my house, I would always, like we would always drive by the, the Masonic temple. So like it always sparked my my interest, especially more because um, it, it, it has all the stairs with um the the like the stairs going up on the, the door yes, it, yes they have the letters like a, a a single letter um that some of you or, or most of you will recognize as three words five words seven words that are, are are used between uh the first three degrees but it's just a letter and then three dots right and right. so the like the first letter and three dots and so like and then the squaring compasses so I, I always was sort of attracted um, and then one day, um, my, you know, we we had a friend whose dad was uh, really well sort of positioned and in, in, uh, in government in Juarez, like in, in my hometown or, or where, I, where I grew up. And and he was a member of the lodge and they were trying to create a, a youth group. Um, so the Masonic Youths group in Juarez or in Mexico overall, and I think it's almost like Latin America, is the yeah. IHEF. Um, yes. which stands for uh, Asociación de Jóvenes Esperanza de la Fraternidad, which uh, you could almost translate to um, Association of Young People Who Are the Hope of the Fraternity. Yes. And, and so they were trying to build uh, a, a, a half group. And, uh, you know, time passed and they couldn't really like put it together. And so eventually they said, you know what, these guys are like, they're already 18 um, why don't we just <laughs> get him in the big leagues and and you know make him EAs? So so yeah, uh, we uh, my, I was initiated with uh, my best friend, uh, who's now my compadre, um, and um, so yeah, that's this was twenty two years ago. Very cool, very cool. And for those <clears throat> for those of you who don't know the the IHF, um, it's similar to Dimale in the states. So it's it's a young group for for young men. To uh, to grow up in, with a fraternal background and and learning some mysteries, um, but just not the Freemason mysteries, but close. <laughs> exactly. Since we're looking at different different jurisdictions, I was just curious: is it, is it comparable to what we do in Texas, or is it harder? Right now, the process is um, it is difficult. Um, the our constitution, and I think this is true for for a lot of the Grand Lodges in Mexico and, and, and Latin America, um, officially, there's very little requirements, right? It's, you have to be a free man um, of uh, good custom or good uh, uh, behavior, and uh, you have to believe in God. So officially, right? Of course, man um, uh, um, of, of an adult age um, so those are the official requisites right. to become a Freemason, which I think it's pretty much same deal. Yeah, it's about the same, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we do have um, an investigation process, and and it is um, it is kind of thorough. Um, we, you there's you need to go to the you know to the um, I don't know like what the forgive me this may happen to me like as we are having our conversation because I know like I mean know the term in, in Spanish. I just don't know like the what the right translation would be. Um, so think about like going down to the court. And and so you need to get a, a letter saying that like there's no open 
um, you know, trials or 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 indictments. Oh, wow. So, against- yeah. So you have to actually get a record from the courthouse saying that you're there's nothing on your. That's awesome. Yeah. So, hmm. so you need to have that. Um, so you need to, um, you know, of course, like go through like a very heavy um, interviewing process. Um, and so, you know, you need to uh, be balloted, um, not just in the lodge that is trying to admit you, but also um, we do what we call, um, I don't even think there's a translation for this, but in Spanish, it's almost like a radio, um, like literally like a radio. Um, um, uh, and so that what that means is just like broadcasting to all the lodges in the jurisdiction, not yours, not just yours. That Who's petitioning this person, yeah. you have exactly petitioned. Um, you like show the pictures, you, you show like basically all the information we have. And if wow. someone within the jurisdiction knows you, they can black black box um black uh wow, yeah. Uh, ballot you exactly, yeah. Yeah. So so that's the wow. process. It is it is a you know a heavy process. I love it. Thank you. Thank you I have a that. I have a question, Alec. Um you said a belief in God. I know in the state, it's a belief in a God, right? It's not a specific God. Is it is it a specific God in Mexico? It's not, not a specific God. No. Okay. Okay. Do, and we, just, we, we don't accept atheists. Basically, it's it's the thing. Okay. Yeah, but it does make sense though that it's not a specific because y'all are very esoteric compared to many places that i've been you know you brothers really got it going on i'm <laughs> y'all have some of the most beautiful temples i've ever seen in my life oh thanks i i could i could say exactly the same thing about the the temples in the in the states for sure yeah they're, they're beautiful <laughs> yeah some some of them get some of them get there right <laughs> oh yeah you kind of scared me for a minute i thought you said beautiful dimples i was like whoa <laughs> Well, Rusty, there's no denying you, your dimples, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, struck. exactly. Well, um, well, go ahead. Dennis. So, so now what I'd like to what I'd like to do is now that we've got a be, uh, a basic idea, you know, w- when we talked to Right Worshipful Amager before, just as a quick wrap up for other people, he was a lot like us, where it was just the you know it we decided to do it we asked somebody they said well why why were you waiting this long to to be asked why why did you take so long to ask because we we all knew you from <laughs> so it, it was that was pretty cool about our interview with you that i really enjoyed and, and so, that was that mm-hmm. your whole community knew were, were masons before you became a mason since we mm-hmm. didn't we didn't properly introduce brother omager uh what i'll do is i'll put a a link to our interview so pause this video Go watch the interview, and two hours later, after that, come finish this. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. You'll Do thoroughly due diligence. It. it was one of our best interviews because we really got into some stuff that not everybody is is excited to talk about. Oh, we didn't even yeah. finish. It was, it was an we, we, conversation. We just started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's how I feel with all three of these brothers here. Is is that I could sit and visit with with every one of them, you know, one on one all night long, and just visit and and go through all the stuff that 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 we know in freemasonry i mean it's it's just that kind of a i, I wouldn't let him do that to any of y'all don't worry <laughs> <laughs> well, 
so anyways so now let's get to the to the to the meat and, and potatoes of this of this discussion the uh the binational uh masonic conference wow talk talk about the right time and place to have a conference like that was this year you know our our grandmaster number one traveled all over because he just loves to travel and and i don't blame him i do too and i think all of y'all do as well and that's why we all get along so well but but now you've created this uh connection um between the two countries that that we've needed for for quite some time in not only in in freemasonry but just as as two nations you know and and i think that it's really the beginning of something really nice that that we can we can take hold of and and expand on in the future for our communities and and be the leaders in in that connection that we've been missing for so long so whose whose brainchild was it what 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 happened what conspired between you three that all of a sudden this happened what where did this come from i can tell you where i first heard of it and i think I think they heard it at the same time was in July of 2021. We was approached by um, Fernando, which is the, correct me, Alex, if I misspeak speak on that. He's the president of the federation down there in Mexico over all the Masonic jurisdiction. Is that correct? So, so yeah, the, the federation and uh, it, it's called Confederación of or Confederation of Grand Lodges of Mexico. And it's the exact equivalent of the Conference of Grand Masters of North America, except yeah, they, have- I don't know if they do this, but in the, in the Conference of Grand Masters of North America, but they choose a president over there. Um, so Fernando Martinez, he's, he's a, a past Grand Master of Cosmos, and he's currently the president of that conference. Nice, nice. So when we went to, uh, <clears throat> we were getting ready to go. I had no idea who Rusty was or Alex was. Um, <clears throat> actually, um, Brad Billings put me in touch with Rusty, right? Because Brad was in Jamaica and <laughs> <clears throat> Brad was, uh, Russ was getting all the, all the travel arrangements set up and uh we decided I, I hooked up with Russ Rusty and he hooked me up, got me in touch with Alex. We we uh started talking before this this conference that they had down there and uh in Salau. And uh so we all met up in El Paso, stayed the night in El Paso and the one guy that didn't show up was Brad. Right? And Brad was supposed to be there. Imagine but, that. But in his defense, he got it was it was coming right out of COVID. You know, yeah. He got stuck in Jamaica, couldn't catch, catch oh. the flight back out. Actually, <clears throat> so actually, is the Dominican Republic. So that's a good oh, yeah. place to get yeah. stuck at. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, we all we traveled down there. Um. It was a it was a great time, and I don't know. We was all sitting around a table or something like that at dinner or something, and Fernando said something that he wanted to start a 
a conference between the two nations. And that's the first time I heard of it. And I, I, I thought it was a great idea. Um, Actually, Steve, I think it goes back a little bit further than that, because you were talking about it with Brad uh, before we even went to Salau, because um, it, it was right after the whole Chamizal thing. Well, that's so why he thought it was a great idea. <laughs> but uh, come to find out, though, a little history is New Mexico 20 years ago set up a bi-national conference. And it lasted for about three years, and that was it. Mm. And uh, Alex, you may know one of them, uh, past grandmaster Jeff Jordan. Used to come to Mexico all the time, um, him and Bill Childress, and they 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 tried to get it going. So, and for some reason it just didn't work. And I and and what happens in these things is, is they have this grandiose idea of how this thing is supposed to go, and if it doesn't start off huge, they don't even want to start right. Where our thinking is start it small and grow it, right? Yeah, grassroots, grow it. Yeah, yeah, but uh. That's the first time that I heard it from, from, from down there, from Fernando. And uh, we, uh, what was monumental, in my opinion, was what happened this past November. <clears throat> was we was all in this same room where Taft, President Taft and President Diaz was. The same room where they were at. And at all the grandmasters, the, well, that was what, 11 or 12 of them? Yep. 11 or 12 from, from, from Mexico, then Brad, myself, and our fantastic interpreter, Alex, was in there, you know, and, yeah. uh, um, which you really don't Thank know goodness. how much, you yeah. really don't know how much, his Alex, tail Alex, how much <laughs> Alex uh, helped me out down in Salau. It was, uh, it was uh these two guys down here no Russ and Alex no but uh um anyway what we walked away with was with was a date and that was important you know um we were sitting around talking and there was a lot of great talk going around and it honestly it looked like it was going in circles you know and then we finally just said listen we can Talk about what we want to do, but if we don't set a date, we'll never move forward. And that's yeah, what that, we did. We we set that date. Action. Yeah, we set that date and moved forward. And uh, and I, I think it's going to be great. I do know for sure that we have we have our three Mexico, Texas, um, and New Mexico. We have also have Arizona for sure is on board and what we took out of that uh, what we've also found out is california and baja mexico they already have this conference oh they already have it oh okay nice yeah nice. yeah so their next conference i believe i correct me if i'm wrong is in july and they want us to go down to see how that conference is ran to to kind of you know, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. If they got a good thing going down there, let's go down there and see if we can mimic that. You are going right? to send me. A, you are going to send me an invite, right? I, oh, I am yeah. going to get invited to that, aren't I? Sure, sure. And it's going to be in. Uh, 
Ensenada. It's going to be an Ensenada, and that's 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 a pretty nice town. But uh, yeah, I I think I think Rusty's right. Um, it initially started at the at the Walmart deal, um, that they got started going down there, and um, there was three states, uh, three uh, two countries, and three jurisdictions represented down there, and that that was uh that was probably the uh that was the the thing that got it started i was i would think that was the spark that started the yeah yeah nice nice now we just need to fan the flames right yep (laughs) yeah exactly i i if so i think one one of the reasons i i didn't really respond initially when you asked the question is honestly i was trying to think back to like the exact moment where where this, this binational conference idea came about yes. and I, I just couldn't pinpoint it and I'm sure like if you ask Steve like Steve has um like the moment that where, where he knows that where it happened I'm sure Rus- Rusty has his own I have my own um and I but again I couldn't really even like pinpoint it and I don't even think it matters I think the w- what does matter is is what uh brother Steve was saying I think we made really good progress this past November. And, and I just want to sort of re- reemphasize what um, Brother Steve said, because just, just think about the setting. Like we had uh, worshipful, uh, uh, most worshipful brat billings um, here in, in Juarez, um, down like with his entourage. And, and we have brothers from New Mexico and some other brothers from El Paso and of course a ton of brothers from Juarez and from from Cosmos and the rest of Chihuahua we're all um walking walking downtown um in Juarez where just think of the setting um a, a lot it's like your mercado like your typical mercado um just a bunch of people like you know with their um, uh, you know, their stance and just like life is going on in Juarez, right? Like, you know, cars passing by, everybody just like, you know, uh, just going about their lives. And then you have this group of brothers like suited up, just walking around Juarez going from my, like historical milestone to historical milestone. Um, and 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 then eventually once we get to this final milestone, which was, what used to be um, the 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 town hall in Juarez, that's where like the mayor used to dispatch business and the city council as well. That's like the official place, the actual place where like business like used to take place. Um, it's there's a new building now, but that building is historic because that's where Taft and Diaz met. And so we have a bunch of, of, of brothers and 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 ten grandmasters from. Um, from you know Texas, we have representation from from New Mexico with Brother Steve, um, and you have about like eight additional grandmasters from Chihuahua, and we're just like they're having a closed door meeting on 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 exactly the like the binational conference amongst other things. I'm honestly just like I was really happy that I'm like I'm glad that I can like speak a little bit of English so that I can be in this like room. <laughs> Like yes, it was, yes. it was just really, I mean, they, they wanted me there just so that I could translate and that's fine. Like, I don't mind, but it was, it was just really interesting to just witness that session. And, and one of the best things that came out of, of this meeting was with brother, you know, what Steve was saying. Um, uh, it was the, the three grandmasters trying to get uh, like 
at, let's just like start by setting a date. Um, when's a good date? And it turns out that first week of November is a good date for all three Grand Lodges, Chihuahua, New Mexico, and Texas. So that was like step one. And, and I think it took, you know, um, even that meeting to just like agree on, on that date. Um, of course, uh, all of the grandmasters who were present are invited. And then we had the grandmaster from Baja California. And that's where he told us that um, the Calif like this isn't, we're not like reinventing a wheel here, honestly. Um, they have a conference called the Three Californias Conference. Um, there's, uh, of course, like the California state of the United States, but then there's two Californias in down south. There's Baja California Norte and Baja California Sur. And, and they already have their conference of the three Californias. Um, and so they said, hey, like our next conference is going to be in July in Ensenada. Why don't you come over? Um, you know, you can pick your brains. You can see how we do things. And if something works for you, you know, you, know, you can take it for your conference. And, and so um, I think that was, that was um, you know, uh, some, some other like good thing that came out of that. But the most important thing is just the date. We, we have a date set first week of, of November next year. And it's going to be at least the three Grand Lodges that we have and, and you know, and, and other Grand Lodges that, are, that, are, that have already signed up. And so I think that was like crucial, like step one. Now, uh, Steve talked about the Salal trip. Um, the, and I think this is the kind of thing that um, like almost like inadvertently like, like starts um, like snowballs that you don't really know like where they're going to end. Like brother Steve came to um, Salau, Guanajuato. It's a state down South. Um, we all flew there from Juarez. And, um, and it was basically, we, um, we went to the, the election of officers for the confederation that we just talked about, like the national confederation of grand lodges in Mexico. And that's where our brother Fernando Martinez uh, became the president. Um, brother Steve was there. Um, and, and he was almost like on a, on a diplomatic mission. Brother Rusty was there. He was like doing the same thing. And, and uh, Brad was going to be there as well. Unfortunately, he couldn't be there. But, you know, I think that's, that's one of the things that got sort of like, you know, the ball rolling. Um, I want to say, by the way, that during that um, uh, conference, I think like Steve and Rusty were like, like rock stars. Because imagine like you have all these brothers from Mexico um who like may not be super used to um just fraternizing with the brothers from the United States like here in the right. morning it's it's really common right like rusty like they he comes to my lodge in Juarez I I visit him in, in his lodge I we've been to like New Mexico a bunch of times so like we it's it's really common for us to just um fraternize um you have to understand like how big our like the the border community is and it's almost like we share a lot of things, family, you know, uh, culture. So it's normal. But when you have um, American Masons down south, you guys are rock stars. And so um, they, I think they had a, they had a really good time. Um, uh, the the brothers in Mexico like really enjoyed um, just exchanging um, like for, uh, Freemasonry, like their Freemason, uh, like their views of Freemasonry um, with with the brothers <laughs> from, from the United States. And then one final thing I'll say is Rusty actually, uh, like at the end, um, he was given the floor and, and he like, uh, he gave a speech in Spanish 
to thank for like the opportunity of being there. So, so like, you know, I know that he looks like all wedo and whatnot, but he actually, like, <laughs> he is definitely. Oh, yeah. well <laughs> My question, and it was probably on a lot of the listeners' minds, is what what exactly would this conference entail? Aside from aside from just bringing us together and uh, hopefully strengthening bonds, what is what what should we expect from a conference? I think the most important thing when it comes to 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 what we can exchange that's a lot different from what you would get if you go to a Grand Lodge communication or whatnot is just the the kind of idiosyncrasies of both the, of the jurisdictions and how how they interact. A couple cases in point in 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 Cosmos at least they don't have dues cards. They have like like patents, you know that, that so like. So if someone's going to, so we've had, uh, had Mexican brothers who've come to our lodge to visit and we ask for dues cards and they don't have dues cards, you know, and it was kind of like this thing, like, they're like, we don't, we don't know what this is. We've had a couple guys that have affiliated and it's been, you know, a process to get them affiliated into, to the Texas lodges when they don't have a dues card. So and what, then it what, becomes, do you, what do you mean when you say patent? Like, what is that? It's like a it's diploma. Like what you get when you're- when you Scottish right, you get a patent as well. I see. Okay. So so when a Mexican when a Mason gets initiated in Mexico, they get a patent with their picture and it has all their 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 stuff. And it's this big, almost like a diploma thing. And they they don't carry it around in their pockets like we do. So like to get credentialed, it, it's a little bit different of a process. The other thing too, you know, every time I've gone down to Mexico and we start talking. You know, it's like those differences come out, you know, like the the Mexicans do their initiations different. They have different ways of communicating with each other. And frankly, there's a lot of things that I've lifted from them that I've tried to incorporate into our lodges. And it's it's a really cool thing. And I think it's a, a, a it's kind of a vice versa thing. So, yeah, one of the things that I, I think I might have mentioned it in the in the last time we visited is. New Mexico shut down for 2020 for almost a full year, right? So from from March of 2020 till June 1st of 2021, we were shut down. We could not do any work. I ended up joining a Texas lodge in Odessa because they were still meeting. It wasn't the same. There was something something I was missing. And I, I want you to understand, I was a Grand Lodge officer at this time. And these two guys right here, Alex and Rusty, if it wouldn't been for them taking me under their wing and taking me down to Salau and what I witnessed in Salau, I was thinking of dropping out. And that changed my whole perspective down there in Salau. They're so, doing something down there that we are not doing. So one of the things so, that Alex and I talked about one time, we're really good on admin over here in the state, right? We can add, we can do really good admin work, right? Where Alex was telling me that's where they lack is on the admin side of it, right? Well, this is one of the things at the conference I think that we can probably address and help them out on that side of it because we are pretty good at it. But the Freemasonry side of it down in Mexico, they can teach us a, a ton. I mean, a ton. It and like uh, it. It, it, I, 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 I foresee this conference being a, a conference where we can sit across the table, sit in front of each other 
and figure out what the problems is. So I, I look forward. To, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Even if we go down there with a blank agenda, I think I think sitting across the table from these guys and them learning from us and us learning from them is 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 a win win. Right now, the relationship between our jurisdictions is amazing. Like the the fraternity we have, uh, at least in the like in the metro area here, we have between like El Paso, Las Cruces, Juarez, and and I think I would even like extend it to the whole jurisdictions. Is great. I don't think we've it, it's always been like that. And and the only reason why it's great right now is because we've actually like made a conscious effort for that to be the case. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I I think we need to um this binational conference is a couple things so it's it's our conscious effort to actively try to you know make this um the case um uh at, at our level but also um we're trying to make this we're trying to extend the good relationship that we have to the whole border just think about all the states that border uh, with each other um and all the cities like all the communities these communities are pretty much intertwined like you have people who live in Juarez, work in El Paso, uh, work in Las Cruces, live in Juarez, and you know they have families on both sides of the border. They go back and forth as if you're like just basically like going to the other side of town. And and we need to make sure that that relationship at the Masonic level reflects what happens in the community, because mm-hmm. I think um, just the the basis for any relationship not just like a diplomatic relationship between like two grand lodges, the basis for any relationship, you could say that it's like communication and trust. So if we don't communicate, uh, we're not, we're not going to continue to have a relationship that we have. And if we don't meet, if we don't like get to know each other, we're not going to trust each other. Like we're, we're just, we're just going to be strangers. So I would say like at the fundamental level, the reason why we need to have this conference is to establish communication and trust. Now, from there, you can like have a bunch of takes um, on on what the conference needs to like cover. There's a lot of things, and and I really appreciate the kind words that you've said about like our you know like Mexican masonry and like you know uh, cosmos. Uh, but the truth is, there's a lot that we can learn um, from 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 each other, like from both sides. Um, you know. Mexico, you 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 mentioned this earlier, Dennis, where like Mexico and me- me- Mexican masonry is really good at like the esoteric stuff, right? And right. and we're really good at um like the uh the the academic academic like Masonic stuff, and we meet every week. So like our stated meetings are every week, and wow. and we typically meet in the EA degree because we want EAs to be part of like they we want to, them to develop a sense of membership. And then we grill them. Like we we have really intense debates on Masonic, you know, academia. And that's what Freemasonry nice. is. And then we go into that is awesome. And and so we we do have that, but we wish we had the administrative just acumen that that you all have. Um and and so and and I think we can learn from each other in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um we can identify problems um specifically what like what steve is talking about we can identify good actors and bad actors i think that's a problem that we have right now and and from conversations that we've had like there's already 
several potential constitutional amendments that we can take. Uh, I'm sure the same could be true or could be said um, on, on, on y'all's side as well. Like once you start identifying the problems, you can start fixing them legally. And then the final right. thing, um, and the, the, the final thing is, um, uh, so learning from each other, uh, the, the administrative, the, the esoteric part, identifying problems, you know, good, good actors and bad actors, but realistically, it's just, um, to fraternize. I think at, at the, like the bottom line, you know, just fraternizing and being able to develop the kind of friendship that we have, like for instance, between the three of us. And, and it, we're not the only ones. Like I know this guy, um, I mean, I don't know him, but I know about this guy, um, Fred Cano. He's, I think he's from Grand Lodge, Texas. And, and I think he's a rep and with Grand Lodge Tamaulipas. Like he's, he goes, uh, from what I know, he goes to the Grand Communications of Grand Lodge Tamaulipas. We've had brothers from, uh, from El Paso coming to our Grand Communication. Um, I'm sure it happens in other jurisdictions as well. So just fraternizing, I think bottom line is what this, this should be about. Like how much does the average basin pay to be a member in Mexico or in your, at least in your part? Man, you know what? It it really varies. Um, you have um, lodges where like your dues might be $10 a month. That's the minimum that you're going to find because um, that's the, the uh, a little bit less than that is what you need to send to Grand Lodge. So the least that someone like a, the dues could be is $10 a month all the way up to... Um, Twenty-five um, dollars a month. So, uh, so yeah, anywhere from like uh, one hundred twenty bucks a year to someone do the math here uh, around three hundred fifty to eighty. Yeah, two fifty to eighty, three hundred. Yeah. yeah, and and in order to get in, to get in, uh, like your initiation fee would be somewhere um between uh fifty dollars to like I think my lodge is going at like 300 right now yeah for for all the degrees 300 no like, for like for joining i see oh like the uh okay okay the, the ea i see yeah well even so, at ten dollars a month that's 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 higher than probably most lodges i've been to here in texas so that that's, that's good and just I don't, I don't think i know um an average uh from from y'all but yeah i, I would say probably about a hundred dollars per year Okay. Is, is the average here in Texas. Sorry, sorry, Rusty. One of the cool things that, that Alex's lodge does that, that I think that we could, we could adopt, you know, just about any lodge in, in, in Texas is they, we talk about charity and all that they have at every lodge meeting and they, and me, they meet every, every, every week, they have this like velvet bag. It's a, it's a fairly large bag. And I don't know, Alex. It's the the marshal or the the master ceremonies that carries the bag, and they go to each person, and it's kind of like um, like an almoner's like, fund. It's it's an almoner's fund where like kind of like passing the plate. But what's really interesting about it is that the the brother brings the bag to each person, and he he opens the bag, and then he looks away. You know, so he turns his head so he's not looking and you put in however much you want. So you can put in 10 bucks, 20 bucks or whatever. But the rub is 
like and all that money goes to charity at the end but the rub is if you need that money as a as an individual you can stick your hand in and you can pull out a 20 and the guy that's passing the, this bag around he's not looking so that there's no kind of judgment on it because everyone falls under hard times at some point so instead of us giving money away you know and and going to the lodge or going to a charity the charity might need to be that that brother so he could stick his oh, hand without cool. any kind of judgment I, and I think it's that. a really it's a great concept and it, and it and it like it's 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 pretty profound when it comes to to whole our whole act of charity yeah. you know like like in the the ea degree you know learning about charity like it's kind of that same same kind of concept mm-hmm. and they just t- they kick it up a notch so so that's one of those things justin that we've learned you know that could potentially improve our lodges you know by adopting some of these things i like that you know qu- quite honestly yeah. rusty that's true masonic charity yes right not right. the charity that, that orig- we do now that's yes that's, that was the that's original the, the original yeah. intent is taking care of your brother absolutely that's that's what that's what the masonic charity stands for yes so that that's awesome one of the yeah. one of the lodges officer is um there's an officer designated precisely or with the sole purpose of of doing um uh, uh charity um mm-hmm. uh and and so he's he's the the one who's responsible for for uh going with the with the uh, with the bag and um it's in our constitution that if a meeting does not end with that ritual of you know if we don't if we don't circulate the bag it, it the meeting doesn't count so wow we it's in the constitution wow. um nice we have to circulate it and and everything that rusty said is is true and, and if you can either put in or, or take out and and the only reason i um i want to like emphasize um or or talk about this this a little bit more is because part of the when i was talking about before about trust in the past, um, I think that trust has been broken by bad actors. So there's been uh, people um, in, 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 um, in Mexico who may abuse the fraternity. And so they may, you know, go to an American lodge and say, hey, like, you know, I'm a brother and, and I'm in need. And, and I know about this because I know it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the brothers... And, and 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 in the US, like they if they have if they have a chat, they'll like be like, hey, um, you know, a brother from Mexico reached out, he's in need, and he's a brother. So, you know, let's help him out. One thing um a, a lot of the grandmasters that um I've talked to from Mexico, they all agree on the same thing. They if 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 a brother from Mexico is in that um situation. They have a lodge in Mexico, um, and and so I think that's like step number one is going to the person's like to to your lodge. If your lodge cannot help, go to your grand lodge. If your grand lodge cannot help, go to the grand lodge of like Texas or whatever. So um, I think that's that's something that I think is important to to call because I think it's part of like this process of establishing trust. Um, so so yeah. <laughs> One thing that I would like to see out of this conference, and this may be a 
a a far stretch, but and I don't like the negative stereotype of the Mexican towns, the people, this and that. When I first went over, I uh, I was a little nervous, you know, because that's all you hear from the American media is is how bad right. it is down there, right? And you know, and I watch some uh, cartel shows, and you know, kind of scares you and stuff. But uh, you know what? I never felt threatened. I never felt unsafe. I never felt scared. Never felt any of that. And what I would like to see this happen is is what our government cannot do. I think we can do as masonry is bring the people together along that border. Exactly. Masons were path setters, right? They're the ones that 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 put us to work. We're the ones that built this country, this and that. And the current situation that we're in with Freemasonry is all we, we we've we've got away from that. We've got away from our original intent of Freemasonry, right? And I know Alex, I know Russ very well. They the intent, their intent is the same as my intent is to return us back to the greatness that we had, right? The greatness that we had will flow over into this conference. And I agree with Russ. It may, it, it, it's going to, it's going to be big. It's going to be, it may take 40 years, but it, it'll be right up there with the conference of the grand masters. One of these days guaranteed because uh, how can you sit in Oklahoma or Colorado or, or Utah and not want to visit and learn about your, your brothers from another country. And when we're having this conference right here, Absolutely. I truly do believe what Russ just said, that this, this is going to change it. And we need to refocus. We need to quit worrying about membership because that's what we've done. We've, we, we we're so worried about membership that we, we changed everything in our bylaws just to make it easy on membership, you know? Yep. Well, and, and it's not membership. It's brotherhood is what it is. And, and I think like there, there's two sides to that value that Freemasonry provides. Um, it's, it's the personal value for the individual. But I also think that, that like Steve was saying, we need to make an impact as, as an, as an institution. Um, yes. I, I, I feel um, where we, we seem obsessed, like, you know, like, just the daily news cycle and and politicians like we seemed obsessed with the things that makes us <laughs> that, that make us different right um we're we're focusing on you know left versus right liberals versus conservatives uh political party a versus b and and the landscape is pretty much the same as mexico as well like it's we're not immune to that um but if you really think about that we need to recognize that that divisive rhetoric it basically is the complete complete opposite of the ideals that we espouse as Freemasons, right? Uh, yes. Liberty, equality, and fraternity. And, and so our institution has been around for literally centuries, like hundreds of years. And throughout all those years, we've, you know, we've, we've faced challenges like the ones we face right now, or even worse. Like there's there's been, you know, war wars and 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 literal revolutions. Wars, yes. Exactly. So, yes. so we face worse challenges. Um, but throughout those years, we've always prevailed as an institution. Freemasonry has always been there. Um, and, and the reason why I think it has prevailed is because the members of the institution actually take action 
Like when, when it comes to taking action, we do take action and we recognize that the actions that we take have an impact in our communities. Going back to what Rusty was saying, that simp that, you know, that Chamizal event, that action, it, it wasn't between the four, like the four walls of our lodge. It was an action that took place in the community that united, like Rusty said, like all, you know, creeds and colors. And, and it had an effect and we're still seeing the ripples of that community action. And, and for instance, there was like another thing that I really liked about this past November session where um, when we had all the, the, the grandmasters that we talked about and, and most worshipful billions here um, in Juarez is um, that weekend um, was declared in El Paso as the grandmasters weekend by I forget exactly which like body, like the city council, the courthouse, but it was declared right. as this as the uh you know the the Grandmasters weekend because of the fact that Grandmaster from Grand Launch, Texas was gonna be here meeting with other grandmasters from uh the, the vicinity. And this was in El Paso. In Juarez, um, we uh the 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 mayor of the city, we we sat with the mayor, um, and the mayor uh gave up uh, some um uh, some uh, diplomas uh recognizing the work that we do to uh several people that are there including the grandmasters nice. that were there so this like coming out of our like four walls i think is something that we should continue to do just like having an impact in our communities and an impact that you know it that not only um um includes charity but you know more uh having like looking for that positive impact in the community um is i think something that i think you know we should continue doing because that's the second element i think in providing value um in addition to yes. the, like the personal element uh at this time i'd like to open up uh this conversation for final thoughts alex i don't really have um much more to say than than we've talked i think it was a great conversation um, i'm really glad that that uh you guys have allowed us to um promote this binational conference in in your show we know it's it's an important show and it is an important conference so you know thank you for that and and i look forward to meeting you all in person whether in you know waco or or on the conference in ensenada or in uh in the binational conference here in november thank you everybody thank you rusty yeah i just want to echo what alex says um i really appreciate uh the opportunity to kind of sit and, and, and chew on the fat with y'all. Um, and I think that it's equally important, you know, to just give a shout out to, to the, the relationships that have been developed. I mean, with Alex, you know, I, I thank you for all your friendship over the years. I mean, it's been what, seven, eight years now, Steve, a couple of years. I mean, hanging out with Alex and Steve and, 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 uh, Silao. And what they didn't mention was that, that Silao uh -huh. was kind of the business portion, but we ended up going to San Miguel de Allende. <laughs> and if you guys have, have seen, uh, what was that, that show Co uh, Coco or what oh, yeah. was the, yeah. oh, the movie, the, Coco. The, the cartoon, yeah, yeah, cartoon yeah, Coco. Yeah, yeah. The, you're the talking cartoon. about the palace. Well, yeah. no, the, 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 the co that Coco show, they all went to San Miguel and they got inspiration. And basically the entire cartoon is drawn in C San Miguel. So it was great. Oh, okay. I, I took my wife and we, we hung out with Alex and his wife, Steve came, 
with his wife and uh we got to hang out and 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 really you know get to know each other you know and i have to say when we first got to the airport and you know with steve and and like everything was quiet we were all you know and it just slowly it was like an onion just being opened up and i mean and now like like i can talk to steve just about anything the same with alex and and you know um dennis and justin you know we haven't spent a whole lot of time you know just in passing and in wake or whatever but i mean this is a this is a huge opportunity for us to broaden those relationships and the last thing that i want to to just stress is there's a kind of a proverb or like a saying that you know the the tree that you plant today is something that you'll never get to enjoy the shade you know and that's what we're doing here you know i i have a, a newborn son and and what i'm doing here is hopefully building a fraternity that he can be proud of you know right. that he that he can you know propagate to his his you know uh offspring and and that someday people are going to be looking at us like you know we're the ones that saved the the craft you know from demise i mean dennis you talked about that youtube video and you talked about the desolate towns that are dying which you didn't really talk about you kind of touched on it is the same can be true about the dying lodges yeah i mean i came from a from a rural lodge you know and and it's like all we hear about is demise lodges and consolidated lodges and if we just had men that would would step up and and then and kind of fill those lodges we wouldn't have to demise them you know and and i think that's what we're doing here is we're creating this movement and i mean the masonic improvement is a is a is a very key you know kind of a, a nomenclature for it i mean what we're doing is improving masonry so that that we get in it what we thought we were going to get and we can pass it on to future generations so Justin and Dennis, you know, my hat's off to you. I mean, this is what you guys are doing is phenomenal, Appreciate that. you know, and, and I got Thank a lot you. of EAs, you know, that are getting initiated and they, they hop on and they're, they're just like thirsty for knowledge. That's, and that's, <laughs> Hey, you know, have you seen this Masonic improvement? Is this something I can listen to? And it's like, sure. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, it, it's it like you guys are 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 you have a very great product, you know that that's really that's really going to improve us, you know, and make this you know into a glorious fraternity like it once was. So, I um, thank you, thank you, brothers, for for taking the leadership to do this and you know just trudging on because I know it's hard. Uh, yeah, that means a lot. Hearing, thank you hearing that. So definitely, and uh, congratulations on your newborn. Thank you. Um, uh, not to not to derail, but I, I do want to point out also when I had my first son, um, that's about the same time I started all this, and for for very similar reasons because I wanted I wanted there to be an organization for my children to to be able to take part in if they chose to, so uh, I, I totally on point with what you're saying. I, I, I get where you're coming from, uh, Steve, brother Amager. <clears throat> I'd like to thank both of y'all for having me on again. I thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, as uh, as I did the last time. Um, I want to touch on a little bit of what Brother Dennis said. Um, I'm, I don't ever believe that our fraternity was ever meant to be as big as it was. Honestly, don't believe that. Um, I agree. I believe that we are we inflated it for membership, and I've said that already. Um, but I do believe 
that we are the fraternity or the brotherhood that's going to change the world. I do believe that 100%. Um, we have something to offer and, and people are slowly but surely coming back, back around to that, that type of thinking, you know, um, we, what we've done to masonry, we did that to ourselves. Right. And everywhere that I travel, you can see, see it from not just the leadership, but down into the local lodges. The The mentality is changing. It's not the same mentality that was 10, 15 years ago. I that's agree. for sure. Um, and that's, that's, that's great for our fraternity. The binational conference is going to be one for the ages. I can tell you that right now because it's, uh, it's a labor of love from, from, from us. And there's, we haven't labored too much, but there's going to be a lot more labor coming up pretty soon that we're going to have to get to, right? So, uh, but, you know, there's nobody I would want to work with besides these two guys right here, Alex and Rusty. They're, they're the best, you know. Um, there's no telling what, what, what we're going to be able to knock out. That, that, that first conference is going to be big. It's going to be something that we're, we need to make sure that we, uh, we promote we get that thing out there and, 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 and you know what, if it's sparsely attended, that's okay. That's all right. Right. It's got to start. It's got to start. But, uh, thank you very much for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, I love listening to the podcast. I love, I, I, I work in my truck all the time. I don't sit in a cubicle all day, but, uh, um, uh, was that a dig? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, don't be jealous. In funny. I'm, in funny. A, I'm in a warm <laughs> office while you're in the cold, uh, uh, New Mexico coldness. Yeah. I, I listen to podcasts all the time, and this was one of them that I listen to quite frequently, and I, I really appreciate it. Um, y'all are doing a great job, and I look forward to seeing y'all. And thanks again, brothers. Thanks, thanks a lot. Thank you. My my final thoughts are that we we've had a lot of conversations with a lot of Masons, and and I want to preface with that because I don't want to disparage anything because every conversation has been important and has brought value, but I feel as though this conversation with with us is probably probably one of the most important conversations that we've had to date, simply because of the the historic value of what this conference is going to bring to the table for Texas and New Mexico and Arizona and Mexico and, and whoever else, whoever else decides to get involved. Um, it's very exciting. Uh, I know when, when Dennis, when Dennis went to Mexico, he came back with a lot of stories of what he saw, good stories. And my thoughts were, I really wish there was some way that we could, we could start implementing these things here, here in the States. It doesn't happen without communication, right? Mm-hmm. One guy just can't start doing it because we have we have we have grand lodge, grand lodge laws. You can't just do whatever you want, right? But things can change over time with the with the right exposure. And going back to like what Rusty said, uh, I mean, you're absolutely correct. I mean, you called me out on it, but you're absolutely right uh, with the with the leadership, like the dancing and everything. Um, that's what I mean. You guys started the dance. Here's more people now. We're joining in. And so 
it's really exciting to see what kind of changes. And I know that's a dirty word, but what kind of let's let's put it this way: what kind of improvements this conference will bring to Freemasonry for all of our jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. So, so that said, uh, thanks again for coming on, and I uh, appreciate everyone. And uh, hey, 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 hey. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he, he so trying, close. He, he trying so hard. <laughs> I almost let you just to, <laughs> just to let you have one, brothers. I I am so grateful for y'all coming on. This, you know, y'all are are. Well, I gotta say, four four of of my very favorite people in this world are right here, and and I really enjoy you know the the time that I get to spend with y'all, and um, I can't wait for for the next uh, binational. I'm I will be there for sure, and hopefully you guys will be able to come on the sixteenth of September as well. Um, Where's that going to be at? I'll tell you about that yes, after. Dennis. Where will that be, Dennis? We'll, we we will discuss that after, and I'll and I'll I'm learning about why this too. <laughs> this is new information yeah. to me. Tell me more. Oh, this is what we had talked about before, but it's just the date that okay. it'll happen. Um, but anyways, there's there's nothing more important to me than the um the realization that our fraternity is a worldwide fraternity. And that we do have each other to pull from and we have each other to grow from and, and learn from. And we ought to be taking advantage of that. If we're not doing that, we're not t- getting all the light that Freemasonry has to offer. And that's why we do this podcast to, to try to, we're just saying what you're already thinking, right? That's why you like to listen to us. That's why you love our guests because we're already talking about things that you're already thinking. You know, we're, we're talking about things you're already thinking. So, you know, there's nothing necessarily new that comes from us, but, but it can be um, a little bit of a slap in the face sometimes. And I, and I would have to say that this binational conference is the best slap in the face that we could have in, in the last 30, 40, 50 years of Freemasonry, because this is, is, is truly showing an intentional effort to to bring brothers together and uh for the for the betterment of our fraternity and the betterment of our world and and i i truly believe that that that's what's happening and i'm i'm so grateful that you guys have started this and 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 i'm even more happy that we get to be uh part of your cheerleaders and uh put it out there on the world wide web for the world to hear us which is kind of cool that you know we have brothers that are asking us now to start filming our live shows during uh, different hours so that they can get it over in Europe and Australia. So just so that you know, this is going out there. And, and this is the same message we need to be sending all around the world. You know, all of our grand jurisdictions should be doing this. We should all be seeing what we can do to, to, to build this brotherhood together and, and, um, and make this the fraternity that it used to be when Benjamin Franklin was able to go to France to get help in the, in the American revolution, because he had brothers in France that came over to help, you know, it's, it's that very same thing, you know, having that, that brotherhood to lean on. And, and that's, what's inspiring about this to me is that, you know, I, I absolutely love the culture in Mexico. And of course, you know, my wife is Hispanic and, and my daughter is, 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 
mixed. She's she's a she's a mixed daughter, whatever that is. But you know, she's got that heritage. So of course we're going. So anytime you invite us, Alejandro, we're there. You know, we we're all about it. We want to be a part of it. And and another thing that y'all touched on that I'd like to touch on real quick. Y'all's families knowing each other. That's important. That's important. Yeah, it's good for us to get together. Yeah. But you know, after the meetings or or a day later or a day earlier, our families need to get together. We need to have a fiesta. That way, that way we have uh have those girls in, involved too. When once they're invested, then then it's all over. We we get to we just get to show up and have fun and do whatever we want to do because the girls will will make it a date. You had me at fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, thank you everybody for coming and and i can't say how proud i am that that i know the the uh the beginning members of the binational masonic convention and um and i can't wait to be a part of it next year we're going to get y'all back on the show at different times promoting it throughout the year um and we'll probably do individual interviews with you guys so that we can have more time in, in what your freemasonry is all about um with that being said, thank you all for joining us and listening to our show. We wouldn't be who we are without you. We're just saying what you're thinking and keep it between the points, brothers. See you all in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.